Mm. One of the many if, things. Yeah. If only they would have had a community lore council. Mm. Then maybe, maybe that wouldn't have happened. A woke <laughs> community lore council. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be woke or it can't be real. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. You can't help but laugh at how go ridiculous it is. Go woke or get smoked. Isn't that how it goes? Go awoke or get smoked. Yeah, Blizz. How about that? <laughs> You're like Vim Apples, man. Jeez. I think, I think that's the Blizz or logo. Uh, I think. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix. I'm joined today by my party members. Let's welcome back, Renfail. Nothing. <laughs> what, 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 what? Welcome hear. back. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I must have I must have said it too loud. It didn't come. <laughs> he peaked his mic. I totally think I did peak my Dude, mic. Pulling yeah. a full napalm real early. <laughs> Speaking of napalm, we got the Nathan Napalm here. What up, buddy? What's up? Glad to be back. Yeah, it's going to be a good one today. I'm uh, Sim might be ranting a little bit, but I want y'all to remember, keep it in perspective. There's a lot of things coming up and things that have been happening. Uh, but before we get started today, got to give a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags packed provision stock for all our adventures here on the show uh speaking of show you can catch us on itunes all the places we'd love to see or more reviews over there if you enjoy us uh please go consider going to itunes giving us a five-star review you can go to our twitter which is where all of that stuff is pinned all of the places top of the twitter at the lfm show on twitter friends you can also call into one five three nine six six four six eight zero one and uh shoot a message to a grunt somewhere in the world of DD or wherever that punk resides i don't really know we haven't heard from him, but be at the lfm show or the lfm show at gmail.com rather and shoot a message there if you don't want to uh do a review we'd still love to hear from you thank you in chat i actually had some uh issues last podcast i had an update to my go xlr and i think it had things open when i did the update so my last ashes pathfinder podcast <laughs> oh buddy oh i was so triggered when i found out i had to go do and do the edit and heard the echoing going on. i was like oh my god dude i went a good hundred since the last real problem i think maybe more got happen has to run. happen has to happen yeah, sometime a good run. yeah yeah, that's what that's a really good run, actually. Ah, uh, it's okay. Lesson learned, right? Different stuff and things. I'm doing something different than I was previously, so kind of have to go well, with the flow and learn. learn well, the good the news is, is I heard that um, you know the very super early development of the new Windows uh, that they're not going to do updates anymore. Well, that's uh, I don't believe that. <laughs> that's uh, okay. that's a cool story. That's terrible. <laughs> I made that up. But. That's a cool story. That's what, uh, <laughs> when Sim says that's a cool story, that's his, basically his way. If you don't know me well enough to know that he's basically saying, "Yeah, bullshit," or I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, you I know. just made that up. Nobody claimed that. So D and D last, uh, by the way, I, I've been doing some revisions to the D and D uh, shorts I've been doing, trying to do it. So where it's more like, so if you see the shorts 
over on my YouTube specifically, which is where this podcast is placed. It now shows a link to the Weave in the Void. You can go just literally Weave in Void on Twitch. Um, you can go over there. I tweet or not tweet. Uh, well, I do retweet. And I also post that on Sundays when we do go live over there. Uh, so you can come check us out, watch. You can actually contribute some of your channel currency over there to impact the campaign. Um, I'm going to say one specific one that I'm thankful for is the feature of pulling something from gear like potions which we haven't really used we haven't really like needed to use them yet knock on wood but they're good to have i've got some in my bag i got i think i'm rocking like three plus at this point we used some when we were trying to sleep last week oh for yeah sure. remember we had <laughs> yeah, to, we, needed we were that. even thinking of throwing them to other people at you, a couple right? points you are gonna start using them a lot oh, we're about to mm-hmm. the place that you just entered um i am you're not going to be getting long rests because got that already you're in the you're in the deep now and this whole this whole idea that oh well we're gonna walk outside of town three days just so we can have a rest somewhere safe Uh -uh. no no it's gonna be monkeys and packs of owl bears (laughs) and dragons i love it will come yeah so um we we were all like we're outside of was it uh what's it called the name troll or no is it called thunder Thunder Tree. tree thunder tree yeah okay troll thunder thunder tree we're outside of there we're all like hey we just got here guys we could, should go on ahead and rest and i was like my idea i was like should we rest and get all of our points before we go in here we're all like yeah sure first thing we see we get like what was it an owl bear first and then we got like four or five undead ash zombies or whatever and i'm like oh shit okay this way. The party the party has gotten way too reliant yep. upon mr bounty code and his sort of point <laughs> true so, on the uh, way on the journey yeah because we'll just like rest we'll literally like blow stuff up he'll blow stuff up i mean i charge it i'm like i'm gonna throw a shield on myself pally power and then i like run up and i'm like let all these little nasty mosquito things going ahead and do their thing or whatever and bounty will clean it up and he did we usually <laughs> go through and it's nighttime and we rest we recharge all of our points bounty blows it up rinse repeat we get to this place and it's like no, 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 no. You, you just need to chill and take it to the face if you want to take a nap right here. It's not happening. We finally got through and got our stuff recharged though, and now we're. That's it though. That's it. That's it. That's we go it. in. It's what we got, and and you know, pray to the deities or whatever. Yeah, um, we're gonna probably have to make it back to town. I would assume um, before mm, we're gonna get a <laughs> a real rest? full long yeah. rest. Yeah, you might give us a short rest on the way mm, back. Maybe we might get lucky if the dice are in our favor, right? Thunder Tree is a very interesting place. Um, there's some existing stuff there, which I think is very cool. And I've I'm adding a little extra flavor to things to 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 keep everybody on their toes um, moving forward. Ooh, okay, um, oh, interesting. So it's it's, it's because this is like the last big place, basically. I mean, there's this and there's one other place that you could theoretically go to. But this is basically like the last place you go to before Wave Echo Cave. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's time for it, shit's about to get real. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to type it in the chat, but uh, uh, apparently I'm not signed into Twitch. Uh, so oh. no spoilers, guys. If there's anybody in chat that – now, he's adding things that none of us know but him, but – there is some cool things there. No spoilers because right. Sam never played, and I'd like him to right. experience this raw because it is a cool. There's some cool stuff. Something about something makes me feel really uncomfortable. What you just said, 
What did I say? Experience it raw. I feel like something bad's about to happen. Oh, and I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, no, to be fair, I did play your choose your own adventure. So I yeah. got a little bit of a spoiler. But, but you didn't go to not... Thunder Tree, did you? Did you no. Go to nope. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I didn't get it all. So this is a I complete didn't surprise. Either in your campaign. Yeah, it's in the yeah. campaign. And I it's... actually played it for like an hour and a half, too. Remember? You, you're. If you want to do that, don't do it until after we've been there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in our campaign, because I don't want to spoil anything. But if you want to go there in my campaign, you go straight to the town. You know how it's like, do you want to look at the Goblin Trail? Do you want to just go straight to Pandolin? <laughs> and then you'll get an option talking to people uh, that'll be to go to Thunder Tree. I have a feeling our rogue real, we'll, we'll step away from our D and D talk and stuff. But I got to say, I have a feeling our rogue's going to get in a lot of fucking trouble soon. I just want to put it out there. The shenanigans. Any more than usual, you mean? I think so. I think I think we're gonna have like a pause, and he's gonna get cocky, and then something bad's gonna happen because oh, we're yeah, gonna because yeah. we're gonna totally get caught off guard. Like, imagine the moment where he backflipped and that happened in that cave. Yeah. But only like people are waiting for him that are enemies or something. You know what I mean? Like that's right. kind of my gut's telling me the shenanigans are gonna have to get toned down by all of us. Like even me charging, like. For the light. Nah, man, I'm going to keep my voice a little low and I'm going to kind of like sense I'm dead and shit, I think, a little bit more. And, <laughs> you know, you know. That's the good thing about when you get to third, between third and fifth level. So, like, let's say third, fourth, <laughs> and fifth in D&D, you're, you, you have enough hit points and enough abilities to survive mm. some pretty serious encounters at this point, which means I can, you know, the DM can start throwing things at you that are actually challenging, whereas opposed in the beginning, it's not really that challenging. It's just that you don't have a lot of hit points. So a pack of five goblins can kick your ass only because yeah. you only have like six hit points. Right. So one, yeah. one lucky hit by a goblin and you're done, you know? Right. So, um, and I'm rocking 40-ish. Right. I'll tell you, you what, though. At three, I, right? I, yeah, three. I'll tell you what, though. There is something when you know that, like, it'll be okay, right? There is something super satisfying about, um, like, yeah. the campaign I ran on Monday I pull, you know, they, they didn't know how dangerous the dragon was. And then like one of them gets hit by it. And when I pulled that dice out, dude, and it was like 12 D sixes and rolled it across the table, dude, mm. that, that felt good. Cause it was like 81 hit points to level one, like it vaporized. Dude, <laughs> I, I gotta say the bless, like, I know I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm sitting around a lot, but that bless is like a win, dude. Well, it is, especially when you get somebody who could take, uh, the counter to that and use Bane on three or four of the bad guys because Bane does the exact opposite. So you get a bonus with Bless and Bane does a curse of the exact same thing. Yes. Um, so it's a really cool way. And also, like, I don't know that we've gotten into it and I don't know how it works in fifth edition, but command as a palette or as a cleric, the command word, at least in second edition, Command was the baddest spell that you could have in your repertoire as like a cleric, because it's literally you point at someone and say, freeze. And if they fail their saving throw, it's, nice. you know, and they can't do anything for several rounds. And so you could just go up to them and just wail on them and they're Ooh. paralyzed. It's such a cool, cool ability. Nice. Um, Let's see. It's yeah. pretty much the same thing. Yeah. In fifth Is edition, it? I looked up real quick. Nice. Yeah. Well, hang on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it just gives some examples. I was, I thought maybe it yeah. was, don't use those, but yeah, one more. Uh, yep. Don't nerf, <laughs> don't nerf me, bounty in chat. I, I, I gotta say too, man. Let's catch up on our week because we could talk D and D all night, and we'll probably 
be talking about a lot, but if you all want, I'm, I'm pretty stoked because I definitely feel like I got, I've, you know, I feel like I got a good, uh, kind of flow to like playing for the most part. I feel like I'm asking less questions and I'm more aware of what's going on, not just with myself, but like with some of you all too. Like I know that you got your special, like, you know, once in, a, in an interaction before you charge, like Nathan, you've got that extra, like, you know, you can sort of, it's sort of like your version as like a warrior of my like divine smite. It's kind of how it feels. Yeah, or I get to do it again. Mm -hmm. I get another roll. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do a small heal, but I can only heal myself. Right, Um, still good. Well, yeah, yeah. I will say this too: Uh, as we get past this campaign and get into the weaving the void stuff, there are no sorcerers. Oh shit! In my world, that's a good point. It's a little different. We have lots of different types of mages, but no sorcerers per se, or at least not yet. I haven't designed any sorcerers. That might be something that we get together and get creative about as we get into that so that's a good segue into talking about so definitely check us out on sunday right look for my discord i'll be posting it. look for twitter be posting there gave you the info uh and yeah links are all on all the shorts now too so if you're interested there you go we are on the ashes of creation channel today um ashes of creation mmorpg development has got a developer live stream tomorrow which I'm looking forward to. I understand there's going to be some a reveal of sorts um, that they've been teasing on the Discord. So uh, I will not be there right on time for our post show for anyone who's watching or listening to this because you'll get this before that. I just want to be clear. I'm going to be a little bit late. We'll still do the post show, gather questions for the Ashes Pathfinder podcast, which is on Sunday, 5 p.m. So if you're into Ashes, you're interested in its development, uh, that's a podcast we do at Sister Show or this show. Check it out on Sundays. We cover specifically Ashes. Uh, you'll notice that there's like a nice, you know, tie in between these two shows. But this is our all gaming nerd MMO discussion sort of stuff. So, um, but I will say, like, when we talk about our week and say, well, what have we been up to this week? I've been working on some things for Ashes. Um, I'm going to say that my ESOHQ website, uh, I'm putting it on the side for now. I'm going to kind of push it off to the side. I'm going to leave it be for now. There's a few reasons for that. Um, one, the devs are kind of chapping my ass a little bit. Uh, two, I don't have the bandwidth for it. Uh, and And three, I don't have the bandwidth for it. So... Um, it was great it, when I started it. It's been a fun time. I'll probably still post shorts on the YouTube channel, uh, but that's getting pushed to the side. I'm going to be focusing a little more on Asha stuff and the Variety channel, which is my now main channel. And it's already caught up, almost caught up to my Ashes HQ channel in Ooh. less than a year. Wow. Did, did you know? Did you? I got it. This is a moment of pride. So I want to say this to everybody who's over there. So. In a year from March 2nd, 2001 to January 26th, 2022. So it's actually, yeah, three, almost 0.6 thousand subscribers. This channel has grown very, very well. So what I'm hearing is it's the home of the LFM podcast. It's like just growing at this nice, steady upward trend this whole damn year, right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's halt there for a second. Yeah. Because yes. if people are going to go watch the yep. LFM show on the YouTube, it's really great. Oh. But we all know why. <laughs> Renfeld's beard. But everybody just wants to hey, <laughs> I hear that so often. I also, hear that so often. What, like, what are the dates again? Because when did I start the show? Uh, that Ooh. was... Um, I like, oh, uh, we, we, we might have some like data. Summer-ish? We might have some data. 
That's interesting. Yeah, about, That's interesting. About July, about July, I would say. Man, that, man. Wait, wait, no, it's before that. No, it's before it was like that. Mid summer, wasn't it? Before, wasn't before, it before Ashes was in? Go back and look. I want to. I know how to. April. I know how we can figure this out. April or May. That was before the, Ashes went to Alpha. The EverQuest. Sure. Um, the EverQuest TLP server. I remember we got the we got the special bonus that weekend because it was July the fourth. So you had already been on the show for a good hot minute before that. Yeah. So I want to say it like been early May. It might have been like May. Might have been May. Yeah, I feel like May, right. May, June feels about right because I feel like it was a monthish before Ashes went into Alpha, and that was like early July. It was like with around yeah. the end of the first week of July until mid August, so a month and a half, roughly. I remember that. I did almost have a beard nerf, by the way. Uh, really? Uh, I, I don't know if I was on the show at this point. But I did take a fireball to the face Oof. earlier in 2021, really old water heater in this house, and the pilot had gone out, and I was in there fucking around with it, and and mm. there was a leak, and I went to light it, and I took it, it – not that I have a lot of eyebrows anyway, but it took my eyebrows, crypt the mustache, flipped off the front, and got like the, the bottom half here, and then I had massive – burns on like three fingers that was around april or so it might have been right before i came on the show uh, that's so that, i almost lost the beard you never forget that smell burning yep. hair when that happens you oh, know like I, can, I can smell it right now because i got i took a fireball to face mike we were trying to burn a couch we lived like out in the country at that point and we're just getting rid of a couch and we're like we're just gonna burn it and we can throw away the the springs and stuff and so I brought it out, put it where we were going to do it. And my Jeez. wife went out and put gas all over it. And I didn't know. Ooh, and couches yeah. catch on fire anyway, dude. They're flammable, yeah. you know? So I went out and like standing on it, like thinking it was going to give a little bit of trouble for the night. And it was just like, boom. I want to say my couch is uh, a little, it doesn't catch on fire as easily as other people. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say but it was his old couch. <laughs> Nothing has happened on that couch. We burned his old one. I didn't want to say, but you know. I don't know. because the, the reason this one won't catch on fire is because it's been saturated with so much substance. <laughs> But it's it's not flammable anymore. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So funny. But long and short, I really appreciate it, man. It's, it is uh, long and yeah. short, depending on the day. Uh, it, yeah. dude, I couldn't get away with a beard like that. I tried growing mine out for a while, uh, and it like gets to this point where I'm just like, I don't. I, it's kind of like neck hair. Like it gets to a certain length. I'm like, I can't take this. It's driving me nuts. I don't yeah, like it. Well, it's uncomfortable or I, something. I, I did try to do the mustache thing like my brother has. Yeah, and I made. I cut it off three days ago because I made it like six weeks into it, and I got sick and tired of eating the yeah. hairs because yeah. they were getting like two inches long on the on the edges and it mm -hmm. looked cool when it was late you know just you know kind of flared out but anytime i'd go to like drink a cup of coffee or eat anything it'd be like blah, blah, floss in my head. Yeah, yeah i hate that yeah i hate the i hate the eating a burger yes mm. eating the burger and just it just <laughs> it's so messy it's insanity mm. I got a better one for you. So I've been munching on pancakes and waffles the past few days, and I have had maple syrup beard every day now for like three days. Oh, that's got to be I've to just, I, My wife made me laugh this morning because I literally took the beard and I tucked it inside my shirt before I had my waffle for uh, breakfast because I was like, I'm going to avoid the waffle, waffle beard today. The waffle beard today, huh? Yo, you guys, we've got some stuff and things to talk about. So shout out to all y'all that gather around this podcast, man. Uh, I've got a few fun things I'm working on this year for it. 
so just wanted to say shout out to all y'all who've been sticking with us, right? Listening, watching. It, it all it all counts and it means a lot. And with that being said, uh, I did. You know how we talked about Camelot and Unchained last week? Yes. Mm. That loser game, that, you know. Ooh, Sim Sim got a leak. Someone's, I can't confirm or deny who. Someone may or may not be leaking me information on the status of that, and I, this is after. Can't say who. Won't do it. I'm not under NDA, so you know whatever. It's not Mark Jacobs. All right, go no, ahead. that's a good point. But <laughs> yo, dude, I, I made that vid talking about it. We talked about everything, right? It feels like it's worse than even I thought. Oh, if I'm going to no. be really honest, yeah. And I'm not saying this to like shit talk. I genuinely am actually surprised it's as bad. So I've got some video clips that I've seen of like the activity in the forums. Dude, it literally is like sort of was like not that busy. It was kind of like here and there not really super active anyway and then you get to like the summer so that whole game thing happened then that whole thing you know popped up with uh, people want refunds dude the most active channel it seems like is the refund channel on there again i don't have access to it i've just seen it and i'm like oh my it is dead there that forum is a freaking ghost town dude I'm not surprised after what yeah. they did, right? Like, dude, I'll tell you this. I used to follow it a lot. So when he went live, I was freaking there. And it used to, you know, I don't remember numbers, but it was high. It would be like 350, 400 people live, yeah. you know. It was doing hot, you know. And every time I made an update, you go back and see them now. They have like 100,000, 150,000 views when I would do an update Jesus. on. Uh, yeah, they were my most popular. I just you started with that, right? Didn't you say no, that? No, I started with no, I started with Pantheon. But you but did talk about that earlier on too, more, yeah, right? That yeah, that was my two games. Got yeah, it. I would talk about. I still talk about Pantheon more, but I would, yeah, you know, I would once a month do an update on it. And um, there was even a point where it was so much more popular that my wife was like, "You know, you're going to have to make a decision here. You're going to make the moral decision that you support Pantheon more, and you're just going to keep making those videos, even though yeah, they do okay, good, they get a yeah. thousand views. Yeah. Or are you going to try to make money off of YouTube?" We start yep. pumping out content yep. on this game because it's getting hundreds. You of could, of yeah. And I didn't, you know, not to toot my horn, but I did decide. Look, I, I know what that's like. I can, I can fake it, you know, and be like, oh yeah, this game looks cool, which I was excited about it, but I knew it wasn't a game I play every day. I so feel I like, you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to fall in that trap where I'm yep. forced to play a game yep. that I don't really like a yeah. lot. You know, I've been there, dude. Yeah. Over anyway, the years. I forgot, where I, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. So it went from that to that announcement he made with Ragnarok to the very next live stream I was there for, and there was 20-some people there. What? I mean, you want to talk about the community just going, nope, we're oh out. Oh, my. It was a wild drop-off. I feel like this is a good example, too, of voting with your wallet. You know what I mean? Because people were like, we're not supporting it. We want our money back. Not going to be there. Not going to. That's crazy, though, because even I would have expected that there would have been viewership out of annoyance and maybe even out of like, you know, a little bit. I mean, confrontation. some of those 20 were some of the 20 were yeah. just there. Like, Where's my refund? And that was the stream that he literally and some people said he faked it. No, he didn't, dude. 
for him to get used no. to that, right? Like I go live, 400, 500 people show up to I go live and 20 people show up. Those tears were real. Let me just tell you, that guy cried for real. He just realized he just threw his because he did. Oh shit! Make he cried thing. on the stream. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. fuck! Really? Yep. Yeah, I'm not yeah. laughing about that. That's actually yeah, kind of sad, sad, dude. It was sad because he did want to make this game. Yeah, it I believe it. It wasn't. It wasn't like a uh, a, a Cas- Caspian the Friendly Ghost. He actually <laughs> was trying to make this game and wanted it, yeah. and this is his passion. He just went astray yeah. and made a bad decision to be honest i, and, I could uh, never call this game a scam or even believe it to be there's there's just because it, there's no way i could believe that in 100 years man it, it just like you said the guy wanted it man yeah i mean look where he came from this is like it's like you know it's to me it was like if if wow exists and you're making a wow too Imagine Dark Age of Camelot and then you make a Dark Age of Camelot too. To me, that was like kind of the way I always saw yeah. it was, you know, I'm like, we're going to do this again, but we're going to try to make it even bigger and greater and better and take all we learned and deliver an amazing new game in the same universe. And that was, yeah, unfortunately. And, and unfortunately what I'm beginning has only aligned with a lot of the criticisms that people have had of the game since I've actually kind of engaged with some of the community around it. So, but some of the stuff that I've been getting recently, I have a source on this one and it's kind of cool when you're a content creator and you got a source and they kind of show you stuff because then you're like, you get to see evidence and then you can kind of talk about some other things, talking about the evidence, but not actually, you know, revealing your source. And that's kind of nice. So there's probably going to be another discussion around that. Um, but I, I got to give a shout out to another community real quick, the Pantheon community, because I did a video and this isn't talking about all the videos, but here on the show, we've discussed Pantheon a lot. We've sure. discussed ashes a lot. We've talked about Arcage. We've talked, we've talked, we've hit on them all. And we, we generally don't really, you know, make an exception. If there's like a negative perspective, perfect example. I play the Elder Scrolls online. When the game pisses me off, I talk about why it pisses me off. Sure done it done it for for years and the show's always done it too right and i just want to make something clear i know right now i'm a big fanboy pantheon i get called like oh you're white knighting etc that's easy to do when the game's not here yet right there will be times when i'm playing pantheon you will see a dirty nasty video of me being upset because when you when you like a game you have passion for it Mm -hmm. and you see bad decisions coming or happening you don't speak up at that point you're not actually even a fan Right. You're not advocating and you're not actually trying to provide any objective, objective, constructive criticism either. You're just there's like the difference between white knighting and hating. If you have a problem with something and you can provide objective perspectives as much as possible and constructive criticism, then that can be beneficial to the game. So, you know, and I've had my periods where I was like really annoyed with stuff that happened with Ashes. And I didn't I didn't like, you know, pretend like it wasn't there. But I want to say shout out to the Pantheon community because I've had like a crazy amount of engagement. I don't know if it's just because it's my first content piece and they're like, oh, somebody new or whatever. But it's been pretty cool. And generally speaking, I've had like really good interactions. I mean, Pantheon even dropped by and said, hey, thanks for the video. And I was like, that's nice. That was cool. You know, what I mean, people have like, you know, they've had like some constructive criticisms and like pros and cons. But generally speaking, um, I engaged and I had like a really big like thread on Reddit and had a nice discussion with them and like engaged because I genuinely wanted to learn more about the game and kind of get more on 
community sentiment, which is important because what do we do here on this show, even on the other podcasts, we advocate for the community or the consumer. We we talk about those perspectives. And it's important if you're talking about a game, you know, or especially if you're creating content. And this podcast absolutely is content to like have an idea of like having, your you know, have your pulse, you know, finger on the pulse, so to speak, and have an idea of what's going on there. So shout out to them because overall they've all been pretty cool and it's been a a pretty, pretty healthy, engaging discussion. Um, you know, shout out to the Ashes fam too, because I've had another, had some other things recently and had some really great conversations there. And it's nice because these are the games that are sort of in proximity of me. Clearly, Ashes, I, here's the difference. <laughs> I feel like Pantheon is to, is the Camelot Unchained to you as Ashes is the, the Pantheon to you, except camelot that made my brain hurt oh yeah that's what you're saying yeah went yeah. down the shitter for you and i just don't see that pantheon's gonna do that you yeah. know what i mean they're the two games i talk about that seem like they have potential like they're the only yeah. ones that are there you look at like saga leucemia we'll look at what that one it's actually embers adrift and it's definitely embers in the freaking air in my opinion you look at like dream world scam game you look at chronicles lyria scam game when you say scam game can you prove it's them no of course not but the evidence supports it and it's my okay. opinion what other one a freaking oath dude that's literally the scam that, that people forgot about yeah that one got off the hook man yeah. why did it get off the hook it, that's a great I, I made a video trying not to let it get off the hook so i'm i think it even went live today i was like don't forget about this we're all going with it, this it is crazy like it is uh, you know like somehow that one really did kind of get off the hook like uh, 971 backers it's it's lower than some of the others sure. but, but i mean still. how many does how many did chronicles have though oh uh, that's a good question i'd have to probably look I thought it, okay, yeah i so, thought it was around that yeah so here's the reality okay I just, cool i want to Wow. Oath having, let's say, a thousand, right? You have Mm -hmm. to figure the amount of, this is why it got away with it. The amount of people who are willing to go to bat for a $40 or $50 pre order is extremely low. Yes. Not not because they don't know any better, but just because most people are too lazy to do anything about 50 bucks if they live in the developed world because they kind of consider that, yes, it is what it is. Yep. What a lot of people don't realize is that if the company is based in the U.S., which I don't know if they are or not, all you have to do, all you have to do, is go to your state attorney general for whatever state that company is located and say, "Hey, I bought this product. The company is refusing to give me a refund. They're refusing to even answer me, etc." All it takes is one person, and the moment that one person does that, the attorney general's office is obligated under state and federal law to initiate an investigation into these companies. But the fact that that hasn't happened shows you that most people don't give a shit about a $50. They'll take the L. They just take the L. That's what I was saying. They'll take the L because, you know, but the thing is, is there's people that clearly pledged a lot more than like 40 or 50 bucks. I was a 50 bucker because it was an easy entry point into something that could potentially get off the ground. And it would be something to do until ashes went, went live for me, you know? And <laughs> moral of the story when scamming, keep it to 50 bucks or less. Oh this, my is not in, this is not incorrect. This is not incorrect. If right? you can keep Jeez, the price dude. point low enough, oh my God, no one's so going to give a shit. Think about, of Dream World. Nope. Yes. It, most bucks, of those price whatever. targets weren't that high. That's why they, they knew the secret. They knew the amount people would be willing to for, forget, you know, um, not forgive, but to forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Dream 
waiver. I'll rehash <laughs> this thing every year if I have to, but you know, that's a good point. Like there's no class action for this one, but they weren't going and doing, you know, the, the, I say, check out the video. I, I rant on it and I kind of like go through a little historical perspective of, you know, it was delisted on Kickstarter too, by the way, yeah. seven months ago, I think six, seven months ago, which was oath oath. Yep. Huh? Yeah. I think they ended up, uh, ended up total getting, I think is they they actually actually did what, uh, Ashes of Creation was doing, and they basically made it to where you could upgrade your Kickstarter tiers on the website. the The word is it was a good hundred, hundred twenty k or something that they had probably pulled in total. Here's what I think happened. I think you should check out my video to hear what I talked about because actually I'm not going to talk about here because I'm recurring the same information. But I ran, I ranted on this, and I gave you my theory as what I think is going down. And, and there it is. So you go check it out. We'll we'll leave that one right there. But I can tell you this. I'm definitely hitting on this damn thing every year because you can't forget the case studies, man. Chronicles of Lyria is a case study. Camelot Unchained is a case study. Archage is a case study. Ashes is a case study. Forget Pantheon's a case study. Every MMORPG that is in development that died before it got out the window or it's been out there on the table now, it, it's a case study because when you look at the MMORPG genre and we want to know why the hell this genre, in my opinion, is sitting here when you got other genres that are even newer that are fucking booming. Yeah. Right? They aren't even as um, complicated. And that's what it gets True. scary because it's like, how are we, how do you convince a publisher that you're going to make this MMO yeah. It's going to be good because it's going to be cost more money. Yeah. Uh, if they can easily come back and say we can make more money, less development time, and and spend less, and with a smaller team, make a better game that is four player co op. Yeah. And that's what people want right now, right? So the problem is, oh. is it's not what people want necessarily. What has happened is, is we've had so much shit come out that now people would prefer that because they're getting quality versions of that and not right. getting quality versions of MMS. And also go where the money's at. Cause look at how great Valheim did. You know, you could pull a blizzard and go, our next big game is not an MMORPG. Yeah. Let's go and hit on that one. That's it. That's my perspective, right? It's like you saw the potential to make a lot and really not have to like use too many developers. If you don't want to sure. cost benefit analysis. Yeah, they got a new uh, they got a new um, game coming out. It's a survival game. I'll link it right here on their website, which could be cool. But they're talking about it's in a new universe, so I'm thinking, well, the universe will definitely matter if I'm to give it a shot. Would I play a Blizzard game, a survival game? Maybe. It was pretty cool. It's like kind of like that V. What's it called? Is it is it called? What is it called? It's the vampire survival game coming out. You know what I'm talking about? about? Y'all heard about that? No. Oh, what? Hold on a second. V Rising? Is that it? I don't know. No kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me get this. I got you. Hold on. I think it's called V V Rising. Yes. Thank you, Frozen. That's it. Yeah, V Rising. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a top-down sort of styled survival game, but it's basically your vampires. When you say the, I can't help it. Maybe I'm too old, but I think of reptilians coming down from the 
from the alien uh, planet. Oh my baby. gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Think that was of. a good show. Are you, did, are you talking about the original show or the, the original? One? But I, okay. I did watch the revamp. Nice. I don't think they finished it, if I remember no, correctly. It got but canceled. Yeah. It was it was a little cheesy mm-hmm. for its day, and so was the old one. But for its day, I, I feel like it wasn't as cheesy. There's still, I, I thought the premise was really cool. Like, very cool. Very cool. And uh, uh, we don't have to get into it, but there's some people that believe that for real. Oh yeah, yeah. Lizard, lizard men, center the of the planet. Hollow yeah, planet, Antarctica. Is there the it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a friend. I got a friend of mine who's he likes he likes the grass a little too much, and uh, yeah, that's usually he, what happens. <laughs> he totally believes that it's a hollow planet with lizard people. Yeah. Well, listen, I, it's a popular joke in my household between me and my wife is to it? say somebody's a lizard, right? And that oh. referring to that conspiracy theory. Well, the other day. My daughter, I didn't know it was the middle of the night. I'm like grabbing mm-hmm. a snack and she just walks in. It's like a Saturday and she walks in. She's like, dad, uh, when was the queen born? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. She's a lizard woman. It could have been thousands of years ago and just went back upstairs. She was writing a report for school and was using me as a reference <laughs> to put that in her report. You're like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> there you go. My wife calls me like, your daughter thinks that the queen is a lizard person. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. no I didn't no, know that dude. was for school. I wouldn't have said that. I would have Googled it or something. My gosh, dude. There's a Roddy Piper movie. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. They live. He's got a pair of glasses. And every time he puts the glasses on, he can. I think it's John Carpenter film with Roddy oh, Piper. Oh, it's called. They live. Yeah, they live. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. I love yeah. that movie. I love that and movie, Every dude. time he puts the glasses on, he can see the way the real world is. Oh, it's such a good campy classic. Good yeah, and he's got a mullet, too, that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Think of lizard people. Y'all saw that, too, right? We could piggyback off the blizzard talk a little bit, but Bobby Kodak, sure. right, ends employee meeting it? quickly, fails to address Activision blizzard culture. I mean, that's not surprising. Late to the yeah. meeting, and then he bailed like Jeez. he just came in and went like we're doing this peace and Bye. then left the meeting yeah great um speaking of lizard people bobby uh, <laughs> uh oh, I'm surprised. so so here's what i don't know right here's what i don't know is <laughs> 16 minute is meeting there, is there like is it normal like I, I, it feels normal to me i've only been involved in a few acquisitions but it feels normal that like the leadership stays for a little while after mm. the acquisition for things to settle uh, that's probably what's happening and he yeah. knows that yeah know? i mean usually what they'll do is they'll kind of transition specific people in that like okay depending on how big it is but a big company like this here's what i would think would happen you position somebody who's really good at acquisitions that can sort of help to navigate those things and those positions and then they're usually there and then when the people you know acquire it that those people sort of help with the transition and then they swap people in that are going to be there more permanently for for the company. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's part of why he was like in and out. I got clipped for the, how old is the queen? Well, I mean, so, I guess that's out there now, <laughs> man, coming, coming to YouTube shorts real soon. Friends, for those that missed like, uh, like, like clockwork, shout out to Alfina for doing it too. Cause yeah, she's, she's yeah. a clip queen, man. Oh yeah. Nothing, nothing major uh, happens without her. Oh yeah. She's got, it. She's got it. Yeah, she's doing a solid. She gets she basically gets all of the all of the, the good things and we just have a have a joyous time getting that stuff out there for everybody to see. 
then people are like what was this and i'm like check it out some days and they're like oh yeah yeah so i'm not really too shocked by this the to see that he's sort of like you know in there the meeting 16 minutes and he's i mean it's over i mean it doesn't shock me i wouldn't really expect to see any kind of reporting on any kind of meetings that actually um are going to be worth a whole lot until oh i had to talk about this one too okay what was the guy's name oh so the story of like world of warcraft right did you hear about this so this came from i got the information because bellular gaming i i basically live vicariously through this guy's content for all things world of warcraft because i don't play it anymore everybody does now right pretty much right and it was and he (laughs) he he does a solid he goes he gets the info he's very he's for the most part objective he's very clear about what's his opinion and like what what is actually like the evidence and everything he cites it he showcases that he's stellar at world of warcraft like coverage i love the guy right so so anyway he he did one uh was like actually on the 26th of january so it was yesterday at the time of this podcast, right? And he talked about the burning of Teldrassil. Okay? This was, I was like, oh my God, dude. Well, we were wondering why it is that, why things don't really align everything. So basically, you know who Michelle Morrow is? Well, if you've ever watched like a, a BlizzCon or whatever, she's the lady that sometimes is there presenting the show. That's Michelle okay. Morrow. She does a voice. She voice acts one of the characters too. Um, I think it's one of uh, Sylvanas's uh, sisters or something. I think, but I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, she's like a huge wow, like a uh, 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 player and fan, and has been involved in BlizzCons and stuff like that. Like, and so the reason that she's an important person to bring up is like she's she's a avid World of Warcraft fan, right? And has been kind of a part of like the bigger events and things, right, in the game. And she posted because this was leaked that Sylvanas was uh, Afrasabi's like, what's his name? Um, he was the guy that was had all the sexual allegations. You remember? Oh, right, 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 right. Anyway, Afrasabi, like, so yes. So Afrasabi, like, he was one of the ones that was booted and everything. He made a reportedly made a decision just came in and was like tell yourselves burning this is it and even people on the wow team were going uh we don't know if this makes sense to do this and it pretty much happened according to this report because he just said so which explains why this whole thing didn't really it seemed like that just seems like a that seems like a pretty big sidestep over for Sylvanas to just go and burn Teldrassil down and stuff. And we're all going, even I was going, I know she's going dark side and stuff, but like, damn, like what, what's going on there? Like that's. Yeah. The motivation seemed weird. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, it seems like I'm just, this was a bread breadcrumb that caused me to be very curious about the inner workings of Blizzard. When we look at like the game development, we already know they weren't listening to players. And then as things progress, we're going, what's kind of going on with the narrative here? It really makes you wonder, doesn't it? How many decisions were just sort of like called because someone said so, as opposed to the people that are actually engaged in the lore going, this doesn't really seem to work with where we've been going. You know what I mean? How many of those decisions have been made? You can't help but wonder. Mm. One of the many if, things. Yeah. If only they would have had a community lore council. Mm. Then maybe, maybe that wouldn't have happened. 
a woke <laughs> community lore council. <laughs> Gotta be woke or it can't be real. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. You can't help but laugh at how Go ridiculous woke or it gets. Get smoked. Isn't that how it goes? Go woke or get smoked. Yeah, Blizz. How about that? <laughs> You're like Vim Apples, man. Jeez. I think, I think that's the Blizzard logo. Uh, I think. Oh, man. I mean, look, I genuinely would love for Blizzard to bounce back and get to a good place because real talk is, I mean, I've got, you know what I mean? I I do. I mean, come on, let's look at it. Uh, Warcraft. Forget about World of Warcraft, just Warcraft as an IP. Blizzard. Uh, I said Blizzard. I meant to say Diablo. Diablo. Uh, Starcraft. Uh, What am I forgetting? Lots of other things. Uh, Overwatch. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Hearthstone. I mean, there's a there's a bunch. Yeah, Hearthstone. Right. Like yeah. that. It would suck for that to be you know done. I no, I don't think anybody wants those IPs to just poof be gone. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to still explore with all all of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that, they need to make a Warcraft four. I'm just saying, it's ridiculous. Oh, that would and be nice. Could, I think World of Warcraft would have been better if they would have continued the story. During like let's say Wrath of the Lich King time would have released yeah. a, a Warcraft four that was a brand new story that they could have had new material oh. for World of Warcraft, right? Instead of making it up as they go, because let's be honest, that's what they've been doing. That'd be they've nice. been making it up as they go. Oh, I would have loved a Warcraft four. God bless yeah. that stuff was so good. Oh, I remember the cinematics on the Frozen Throne, all that stuff with like even back then, like those cinematics were like that was it. That was like top notch fantasy. I mean, even, even Warcraft Two cinema scenes for its time and like what yes, ninety four, absolutely. There, even at that time, that was high, phenomenal, was crazy. Yeah, nobody was yeah. doing that back then. That got clipped. Woker get smoked. There you go, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm ruined. I'm now a conspiracy theorist. Uh, <laughs> and you're, an- you're anti woke. Oh my <laughs> yeah, anti woke now. I have no problem. I actually have no opinion on that. Just so everybody knows I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, ooh, I, I want to bring... So, okay. I think it's a good segue into talking about. So, the Elder Scrolls Online had their expansion reveal today, earlier today. I want to be very clear yeah. with this when I say this, because I know that there are people that like the game in chat. My friend Cheryl there and plenty of others. And myself. I got to give it to him on this one, but we're going to have some jokes aside from this that Renfell already knows the joke because I probably told it beforehand. But so they're including, I'm going to hit on a few of the things. So they're including a couple new companions with the new expansion, which is like, damn, okay. That's pretty cool. The Isabel one looks like one I'll probably play. Um, They talked about they're really focusing on storytelling for this one with the whole legacy of the Bretons. And they're. Damn, it feels good to be a Breton. Oh, man. <laughs> right the new game system though are you ready for it they're doing what i've talked about ash as a creation i've been talking about this with ash as a creation specifically for a while why is that sim because ashes is going to have taverns and in them tavern games all right so pretty cool and we thought about the ip how cool would it be if one day You've got a an Ash Con or something, or an Intrepid Con or whatever, and you go to that, and you've got your dadgum card game, standalone game that you can play, along with like 
ashes of creation and maybe you've got like a puck on the side for the castle siege mode and br and like horde mode and all that so you got like these three different games they've already got rolling they got an ashcon you go to ashcon and then what eso did it eso did it they're putting a card game in the mmorpg and that's cool it's that's a smart cool. move dude i gotta give it to them now when you go to a tavern, like there's yeah. something or yes. there's a reason to go there and there's something to do, and that's really cool. And yes, we thought we somebody was having that we were having that conversation recently. Uh maybe MMO 101. I don't know. Somebody we were yeah. talking about that. But it's cool because you can collect your cards in the game. You can either go up to a person and challenge them to like a card duel, right? They you can queue up to do it. And I made the joke with Renfield earlier. It's good. They're adding competitive player versus player element in because we know their PVP is broken in the game. And according to Matt Fiore, they're going to be working on that one through the coming years, reworking the code. But I sit here and go, that's cool. I'm pretty stoked. It probably would have me playing the game more frequently. Totally agree. Gives you more of a reason to be doing, uh, you know, any card games or whatever I, yeah if you're curious I, I might do a bigger discussion on it in the future but without making it a whole big discussion about the card game itself there's still things to learn about it sounds like the approach is you're not going to be outmanned or outgunned or outpersoned or whatever you're you want to say there you're not going to be outgunned in a card battle <laughs> because that? sorry that was the late reaction <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna have to worry about being outgunned because even if somebody collects all the cards, like you're gonna be able to essentially people vote on the decks that you play and you all sort of have the same same sort of same like playing field. So it'll give you the opportunity to play with cards that maybe you don't have or whatever. Sounds interesting. Need to see them put the full map of like what that's supposed to look like, like outline can't of the wait. whole game system. Yeah. Can't wait for them, uh can't wait for them uh collectible card game crates. Oh, that hurts, dude. God bless It's going to happen, baby. You know it's it's that's going to happen. Happening. That's definitely Kind of can't help but wonder if... Because they got the Elder Scrolls Legends, which is the other... The card game, which has got... It's not exactly... Doesn't... I didn't care for it a whole lot, so I play Gwent. I don't care for Hearthstone either, so I play Gwent. Gwent, to me, is like the, in my opinion, the fairest one. I'm sorry. It just hit my brain. Did you say Mm. you tried Magic the Gathering and didn't like it? Is that what you said? No, no, no. I played that one. I actually like that. No, no, no. Elder Scrolls Legends. Magic the Gathering's fun times, man. I was about to say, that's that's kind of the ultimate, yeah. The story, there's a, oh, man, there's a tie-in to the card uh, game, too, to where I guess you're able to, like, unlock like pets maybe cosmetics furnishing some other things i need to look at the whole thing but point of it all is it's a cool system to add but i agree with you nathan and this is where the rant probably is going to come from this game is the perfect example of what's wrong with the mmorpg genre in my opinion this is a perfect example of what's wrong with it because they focus so much on how they can just make money on you. And you can be like, yeah, but ESO fam and all that. I could say it's a gimmick. No offense. I could say it's a gimmick. My point is, is like they started off the thing today and it right off the rip caused me to have, I felt very apprehensive. Does that mean Sims quitting? No, I'll still play it. I like the game, but this is my, this is my criticism and my, my feedback on it. 
it feels scummy, man. It's feeling more and more scummy. And I'm going to tell you why there've been criticisms around working on the game, et cetera. We've talked about the division between PVE and PVP and the two different communities and all that stuff. We've talked about the crown crates. We've talked about that. We've talked about pay to, for convenience and pay to win and the difference and where people are on it and all that stuff. Again, great case study for an MMORPG, right? But comes from an amazing IP. Sure. Right. Which, by the way, Wayward Realms is on its way, and Julian LeFay has got a hand on that. Ooh, it looks good. Yeah, I'm tempering my expectations, but yeah. Before now, I gotta say this. Mm. Or today, right now, if you were like, I want to play a game that is a video game that... That's hard to say. That isn't... uh, That I have free movement in, that I can actually move exactly where I want, etc. Not not top-down view, but an actual immersive, over-the-shoulder... But I want it to feel kind of like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons by myself. You're probably going to land on an Elder Scrolls game. True. I agree. Um, I mean, there are lots of games that are like old school freaking CRPGs. But to me, that's different, right? Like that, that it is immersive, but it's a different kind. Like I don't actually feel like I'm that character when I play CRPG. I feel like I'm that party and I'm like a some kind of commander of the party um elder scrolls really is the only game that captures it where i can jump in skyrim tonight and just run somewhere and probably find a quest i've never done before or that i've forgotten oblivion yeah or oblivion yeah skyrim yep uh morrowind yep um so anyway i just want to point out that that is crazy they're the only ones that's really done it I want to talk about what put a sour taste in my mouth, man. When I started watching that today and it was actually, I'd say this with like just real talk here. It it just was very disappointing. And maybe I'm just sensitive to it because of some of the decisions that have been made lately. Cause I feel like there's a lot of like not direct censorship, but they're definitely not really addressing people's concerns, specific people. Uh, people are being banned on like, you know, the one of the main developers channels, like and then they kind of laugh about it. And it's like that just is not a good look. It looks really scummy. And then Matt Fior, right, producer of the game or whatever, who's he's above like uh, Slash Lurk or what's his name? Uh, Rich Lambert above him. He goes and posts that thing, right, because he has to do a little bit of damage control not too long ago. And then when they opened with the thing today, the presentation on the reveal, it started out by saying that, you know, past year's been tough. We're great. We're happy that we could provide a respite or something. I'm paraphrasing a respite for the community and we could be that for you all. And that felt more marketing than real heartfelt to me. It felt more about misdirection, which is one of the things I'm lately. I've been more and more like I've been more and more like verbal about this. I've been more open and talking about this this element of censorship, which I'm sorry, it does exist. And this element of misdirection, which I'm sorry, it does exist. I could literally clip examples and show you psychologically how that's happening. Right. So as someone who works in, in human behavior and psychology, I have a master's degree in it and I've worked in the field for over a decade. It stands out very obviously for me. And when I saw this today, it just felt really scummy that it started that way because where that could be seen as 
heartfelt sort of tie into our community and we all have a place to go to together. It felt more about let's distract you from the other news that's been here and talk about how great we are. So you want to be a part of what we have to offer. That's how it actually came off to me. And then everything that kind of went through was like, you know, pretty good. And overall presentation, the video was clean. Okay. They were talking about what they were selling. I get it. It's a presentation on the product. Totally understand that. But it just right off the rip, that being sort of what you lead with, it just felt, it just felt dirty to me. And I know it doesn't feel that way to other people. And maybe it's just because I, I see something maybe others don't, or maybe it's just my perception and maybe it's because of all the culmination of things going on. But I saw that and I just kind of was like, that seems like a dick move. That just seems like a little bit of a underhanded scummy thing to do. Well, did they give any examples of like how they're going to follow through with that though? Oh, you mean on like resolving these issues I'm talking about? There was a discussion. I don't want to say I might be ranting about this. It's coming out soon. But my point is, is that they haven't directly actually addressed it. It's it's sort of like dancing around a burning fire. Well, I'm surprised anybody yeah. is believing that. And the reason I say that is these are the same people that's been saying they're going to fix Cyrodiil since yeah. the game launched. Right. Yeah. Uh, which I get. It's a freaking mess. I understand. But quit saying you're going to fix it then you yeah. know just literally say it's a jumbled mess and if we <sighs> were to try to fix it we would break everything therefore we're just going to have to make something new right which is i think what they're doing right they're going to try to build a new reworking the code world. bro yeah i'm yeah, like okay. that makes me cringe too i mean i hope they can do it don't get me wrong i'm scared that's not a small undertaking that right. scares me for the game. It actually really does. Like, and this is another system, the card game. It's another system in this game, right? And yeah. the code's your foundation. And the code's yeah. what you've got to fix per their article, too, per the statement Rem of the head dev. Like, so. Remember a long shit. time ago, a long time ago, we were talking about we would be okay if they took Elder Scrolls Online down for a year like Realm Reborn did, or Absolutely. like Fortune, did what they have to do because they got sure. the money, right? If, uh -huh. if Square Enix can do it in a year, I know they, I know it was probably horrible, but they did do it. If they could do it, then probably so could um, Zenimax, Bethesda. So that seems more reasonable to me. Take the game down, focus on re restructuring the code and the horrible nightmare dear mother of god i would not want to even be involved in that project. i wouldn't either it sounds so no, that's a... man i can tell you just refactoring something for a small indie project is a month right. long thing you know you talk about a game that's got millions of players that's yeah. a whole, yeah man yeah on multiple platforms too yes yeah platforms. yeah the work yeah. they're even talking about doing the code i'm just over here going oh shit I, I can't even begin to imagine the kind of work. You know what it's like? It would be like if uh, if you're laying in bed at night and you're sleeping and an angel showed up and was like, hey, no, not an angel. That would be too, that gets into like, it could be magical. Uh, a doctor shows up and is like, hey, we got to redo your DNA. All of it. It's broken. Oh. Like, you know, like, okay, well, how long am I going to be in surgery? And he's like, eh. Till we get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, 
it's just there's so many factors and so many uh so much data and stuff that they can't just wipe they gotta you know people would be freaking pissed if they lost their characters lost their inventory lost their uh everything their crate mm-hmm. loot and all that so yeah i'm telling you man it's like i'm not saying it to hate on it i'm just it just more and more lately it feels like it's getting a little scummier and scummier and a little more more focused on the money than it is really about uh, the people even though we kind of like ramp on about this whole fam this and fam that it just feels very disingenuous so what are you gonna do man you still like the game you're gonna play it i'll i do remember hearing recently that Elder scroll 6 hasn't even been started at all yet so oh, I keep hearing that too, which is damn. really worrying me. I mean, come on, guys. What are you doing then? What are, you, what are you doing with your lives? If you're not working on the next Elder Scrolls immediately oh, yeah. after Skyrim came True. out, then what are you doing? You've wasted – that means – think of it like this. That means that there was tons of developers working on Fallout 76 when they could have been working on the next Skyrim – I mean on the next Elder Scrolls. Good segue, though. Oh, they're getting account-wide achievements, though. I'm pretty happy about that. There's a, there's a lot of other positives. Not gonna not gonna lie, there are some positives that I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, but it's kind of nice. I mean, I guess this PvP is kind of shot to hell. They kind of had to provide another opportunity to play some sort of competitive player versus player content that works. I feel confident the card game will probably work pretty well. To be fair, yeah, yeah, probably will be fun. I'll probably play it more as a result too. If I wanna. We want real talk here. That's I probably like a, will. That's like a, a neutral agnostic draw to players across the board um, in terms of having a fun tavern game to play. I think that's something oh, that yeah. everyone will love, especially if, you know, like you said, they're going to monetize the fuck out of it. But yeah. Ooh, I'm seeing yeah. some heavy RP coming around that game, though. It's going to be, I can't wait to run across my first RP, or, uh, I'm sorry, my RP group of people that are actually role playing, that they're in the tavern playing against each other all like sitting down at like tables and like dueling each other and that that'd be pretty and they've actually got this really cool uh mechanism in place in the game where like when you so okay so check this out so whenever you are like you know looking through your inventory like in your bag space you literally your character has like your backpack out and you're like going through it if you're like in the yeah, crown store the yeah yeah or your map or whatever so it's gonna be fun to, and and when you're like going through and you're doing like uh i think it's like the uh the crown crates and stuff i think there's like cards in your hand or whatever yeah so it'll be interesting to see what the card game looks like because i'm sure i'd be pretty sure that they're gonna have something like that in there but good segue into something else we talk about taking a game down Ooh, we know where i'm going with this one don't we Oh, it was talked about in chat too. New World. Oh shit. Yeah. Ninety what? Ninety plus percent are gone. So, <sighs> I there, I remember I threw this into the discussion, mm. and and since then it has come out across Which other one? points of view. But the reason that I wanted to discuss this, yes, is ignore the fact for a moment that obviously the game has issues. It it mm. does. It's plagued with issues. Yeah, yeah. But there are other games. I mean, I think I just feel like every game that comes out these days, New World, Crowfall, mm-hmm. Shroud of the Avatar, you name it, any game that comes out, and I'm using veteran titles right now to show an example here, this pattern 
where these games come out, mm. and even though they have flaws, that shouldn't be enough for the game to fail. Because let's face it, every game that has ever come out in the history of gaming has flaws. And unless it's something where you can't physically play the game, those aren't necessarily game-breaking things. They're just, you know... Annoyances, right? Yeah, things that can be patched, you know, things that you might not like personally about this game. You don't yep. like the animations, you don't like the spell effects whatever the case may be true but we have this pattern of games that have come out now over the past three to five years headed by big veteran people that have raised tens of millions of dollars and they fall flat and within two three months the entire basically the entire audience is gone when you when you're talking about 90 percent of the player base or more has abandoned the product in its entirety it suggests, and by the way, these are free to, you know, buy to play, but no subscriptions, right? This goes back to my question and my query about how do these subscription-based games think they're going to make it that are coming out when even these buy to play games can't make it? I just see this pattern of games coming out over and over and over, flaws or not, and they fall flat and they don't keep the player base. Now, I haven't looked at the data. I would be interested to see how many people are still playing Valheim now compared to the height of Valheim six months ago when it had like 4 million people and it was breaking records worldwide. Mm. How many of those people are still playing Valheim three months later? Because I would bet that the data suggests that it's less than half, but 90% is obviously a big number. Big number. For me, I just look at this and go, what's the issue here? I think you see that it's not necessarily a bad game because every game has flaws. I think it's just the fact that people do so many different things now. And that honeymoon period is getting shorter and shorter because we have more and more options. I just did this, like I was doing an analysis of the Xbox game pass the other day. And I was talking about the ultimate, you know, which is like 15, 16 bucks a month, but I get PC games. I get console games. I can play on the cloud. I can play remote. I can do all these things. And I'm getting access to hundreds of games for $15 a month versus a single MMORPG for $15. Now, obviously, I still subscribe to MMORPGs, but that's neither here nor there. These free-to-play titles don't even have that barrier of entry or these buy-to-play titles, and yet they can't make it. Um, And it seems to be that every game that comes out within three months, those numbers have plummeted. And some companies might be willing to hang on tooth and nail, like like Amazon might be willing to continue to, to try to make it back. But other companies like Crowfall are like, we're just going to cut that cord, rip yeah. that mandate off and move on to the next project. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good Steam charts uh, link in chat from uh, Frozen there. And that's that's actually pretty good. I agree, though. But I, I also kind of think, too, that 90 percent is pretty drastic because a lot of the issues have been pretty drastic. I think that's definitely going to play into it. But I agree with the honeymoon period, but I also feel like the damage because 90%, you're not going to see a game like an MMO that launches a decent MMO that launches that maybe just runs out of content. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think you're going to see 90% drop. I think 90%, some of that's got to be responsibility of like making some bad choices. Right. Yeah, and I think the major bad choice wasn't necessarily the issues they've had with the game. I think it was that the game just isn't the type of game you want to play long term. Mm. It just isn't. There's not enough meat on the bone. 
You know, there's good-looking meat stretched out across a very large... I'm going to quit using the bone now, just getting weird. But, yeah, what about uh, your bone you know, analogy? It's, it's, <laughs> what, what's the Bilbo Baggins thing? I feel like uh, uh, too much butter too much stretched butter. across too little yeah. bread or whatever. That's yeah. that's New World. That It really is. It's, it's just... We recognized it like on day one or two that we were like, yeah, this is fun. We're going to have fun playing it. But... Mm. You know, I was warning people, like, quit playing this game like it's your job. You're going to hate this game so quick there's not enough here. Um, and, you mm. know, it, I'm surprised, honestly. I thought much sooner they would have lost 90% because I figured it out in a couple of weeks and was like, yeah, I'm done with it. You know, I, I get the point, New World. I see what you're doing, and I get it, and I'm I'm done now, you know? I kind of think that the the... the specific audience that that probably is remaining at this point not all i just think a pretty powering majority it's probably the powering majority that would enjoy playing pvp in like the elder scrolls it's like your pvp people ones that just like to get on for the sake of killing other people right yeah because it does have i mean i didn't enjoy it but it does Mm. have an in-depth pvp system Um, and there's lots of different options um for people to go do things in pvp but hey give me one thing i'll be right back no problem yep i you know i did enjoy the game for a little bit but once i got to 35 it was just way too repetitive for me to want to keep playing yeah but i didn't i didn't have any issues with like the the bugs that other people were talking about that wasn't what drove me away what drove me away was just after 35 hours of gameplay I was rinsing and repeating content and then there was nothing. And I was like, if this is going to be the grind all the way, the rest of the way to 60, I can't hang like that's I'm, Gosh. I'm over that kind of gameplay. Like I need interesting stories that keep me right. Not, you know, rinse, repeat content. I don't know. I mean, that's the who thing, was it that you know? said, I'm going to scroll down here real quick mm-hmm. in chat. Um, yeah, it matters most they can keep a reliable player base. I agree with that, Lansor. I do. And that's um, in most games you've got a lot of other things you can do. You know that there's like other other content to sort of circle on, like crafting or and there, these right. things do exist. But it does seem it has always seemed to me that the systems were very limiting and that the the gameplay loop was just circling around in a quest like a hamster wheel, pretty much, and it just doesn't. There's that's a, the thing i hate of, yeah yeah it sucks. can't play it Hands i can't do it the, there's a couple of comments um in your chat i had to scroll up to find them um black boa said i to be fair i think the short lifespan of games is because they continue to do nothing of revolutionary change in other words they're not, not being innovative anything. yeah yeah to be innovative and then cheryl said Maybe uh, free games don't get a good read on interest because anyone will try a free thing for a while. That right there is part of the problem when it comes mm. to the free games. But let's look at Crowfall and New yeah. World and Shred of the Avatar. None of those sure. were free. You had to buy those games to play them. They did not have a subscription, so the entry, the barrier of entry was pretty low. But all those games went from buy to play to here's a two-week free trial to now it's free to play with a cash shop within a very quick. Well, some of those, not all of those, have transitioned all the way yet. Try the avatar transition very quickly. Um, 
Yeah. Bounty's got You're a right. really good topic there in chat too. Yes, don't forget that one. Yeah, go ahead, Renfeld. I'm gonna free, hit on that. Free is free is something that um mm. everybody everybody will try it if it's free or has a low enough price point. And that is an issue because everyone's willing to try it, but will they stick around? And that's unfortunately the reality for a lot of these companies is they're basing their entire business model around, which we've talked about on the show, I think, in the past, how something like only 5% of your player base will ever pay a subscription over the lifetime of your game. The other 95% are in and out. And there's like a 60% uh, number that will buy your game, try your game, and never come back to it. So a lot of companies just factor that cost in and say, well, if we can at least make this much money from that 60%, mm -hmm. we've recouped development, made money for our investors, and we can keep enough money to have a skeleton crew Go ahead and continue to eke money out of those five percenters who are going to pay forever and that the other, you know, 25 percenters who will come back once a year. Um, yeah. And that's when you have the EverQuest scenario where you have a, this they'll continue to, you know, push out progression servers because it generates money and new expansions. But the reality is that, you know, the game hasn't really and I'm going to use air quotes here hasn't really been relevant in terms of it's an old game it's 20 plus years yeah. old but yet it still has a big enough audience that it's pushing out content every single year true yeah, story expansion every freaking year still still yeah. rolling right now too you know what i was gonna say was um there was like there was a comment in chat there about so bounty i think was the one that maybe said it Right. If a game does not have a monthly fee, then why do you care if you have nine percent or ninety nine percent playing your game three months later if you sold a million copies of the game? And this triggered a thought I had way back before New World released. And I do feel I can't say this is true. I'm just telling you what my gut I feel like to be true here. Okay. I think for Amazon, you keep remember we used to have this conversation back before uh this was before you were here, Renfield, but I know Nathan, we we bounced this back and forth. But I had this thought, remember? We had Lord of the Rings was the title, the Tolkien universe. They were getting the show and they were gonna make an MMORPG. And we were talking about how like New World is a you know, it's a great example of if they're gonna do an MMORPG, gotta show us what you got. And I always thought to myself, is it Lumberyard is their engine? Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. They created an engine. Let's not forget they created an engine, right? As an engine, it seems to do good. Yeah. Everything oh, yeah. else might be a problem. But as an engine itself, you're going, yeah, but you can code. And I'm like, that's not the engine. The engine itself has done well from everything I've seen. It's the engine Star Citizen's using. So, oh, wow. so check this out. That. Yeah, that was the lawsuit. Sorry, I sidetracked. Oh. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll segue on to that one. No problem. So here's the thing, though. Cost-benefit analysis, it's success. You sold the copies. You polished an engine that could be used for future products. And I always said, if nothing else, New World could just be their test at this engine for something bigger and greater later. And I feel confident at this point that they could probably, I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying they could care less about the future of this game and cost benefit analysis. It's probably a pretty massive success for them financially. Yes. Um, financially. Except, I would also, 
Except they're trying to break into the gaming market. True That's story. The problem. And they know Agreed. that. They're super aware of it. You can tell with their communication. So i tell you this, and I know everybody knows this or that's played it, but New World, there was tons of jokes when we were playing it when it first came out that it just feels like a game that was made by people who don't play games. <laughs> you know, like there's just weird things that you're like, Agreed. what are you talking about? Like, you know, um, it, it's that weird disconnect, like when you try to get a Nintendo system to play with your friends online, right? Like, it just doesn't make sense. You got to have all these codes and like, you know, it's like, where are you? What are you talking about? It's the internet. Like, how's it? Why is it so complicated? Never or not never winter. Um, New world felt the same. It felt like they just don't know what the hell they're doing yet. Um, yeah. And if they're ever doing this dadgum Tolkien Lord of the Rings uh, universe game, you better. This is a thing, right? Maybe this was a success. Maybe you learned some of these things. Again, I'm just we're just bouncing ideas around because I don't know what they're planning. I don't, we don't know I don't their intentions. Lord, there won't be a Lord of the Rings game from Amazon, sure. in my opinion. There, mm. The the existing Lord of the Rings online, I believe they're going to be pumping some money into that. They are. And, and which we know they've already made several yes. announcements. So I believe that is just going to continue to be Lord of the Rings game. I think it will evolve and it will be hard for us to remember what Lord of the Rings online was like, because I think they'll pump quite a bit of money, possibly get a graphics engine upgrade, like a major one. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. And I think the goal is to have that ready to go in some capacity. By September. Around, yeah. Around yeah, the time. That makes sense. That That's what I would do because look, mm-hmm. Amazon, look, just keep trying, right? Just keep trying to make games. I, I really do want them to become a, a, a publisher or something I mean, in the industry because they got so much money. They, there could be good stuff, and it does actually seem like they care too. It doesn't seem like they just don't give a shit. Yeah, like I would agree with that. Care. I would agree so, with that. So I want to see where they can go, but like maybe just please don't don't experiment with Lord of the Rings. You right. know what I mean? Like just don't. <laughs> so, and plus you you can't really f this one up i mean their show better be great because if they f that up you will never be forgotten or forgiven no yeah. especially yeah. considering how <laughs> beloved jackson's films are yeah yeah and I even those say, get a lot of they get a lot of bit of, yeah they do get some flack yeah i want to say two things really quick about the lumberyard deal. absolutely um, so nathan said he wasn't aware of the star citizen so that was that i don't know if you remember this but crisis or Crytek, Crytek and Jack, yeah, sued Star Citizen several years back, and the lawsuit went on for two or three years. It eventually, I think, was resolved out of court. Um, really? There was a settlement or something. But the reason they were suing was because Star Citizen was originally built on the Crisis Engine, and then they decided to switch over to Lumberyard, and Crisis accused them of basically breaking contract and and said that no, you said that you were going to build your your game on our engine and now you're switching, but you're still using parts of our engine, even though you're promoting the other engine oh, and that's what? not true. And you need, yeah, you need to dig into all those lawsuits. Cause oh, that was shit. like a two or three year long lawsuit several years back. Wow. But star citizen has since been using lumberyard for several years now. Um, and, um, then going back to the conversation about, they already made their money. Like they already recouped their development costs plus made profit they sold enough copies of new world that it was a Mm -hmm. success in terms of 
finances. So now it doesn't matter whether or not it it continues on or not because they've already succeeded with it in the sense that they made money on it. Proved that they could have a successful product built on the engine. Yeah, they like did. a launched product on that engine to use as a prototype. For exactly. That part of it, I, I absolutely am behind that thought process. Um, but this is also, I know of another company, and I can't say any names, but because I know the people involved in the project, uh, I, I could tell you that I know for a fact that their end game is not to have a viable long-term product. It's to sell as many box uh, boxes as possible to make that initial profit and then use that as a springboard to sell the company sure. to an interested party by using the box sales as a verification method of saying look how successful our project was this is why you would want to buy it um a lot of games and a lot of people have who have that profit first mentality um will do that with their products as opposed to build something that's going to be there for that's one of the things i love about the everquest franchise is it was built to be around for a while it wasn't built to be a one and done thing it was hey guys we're building a online world that you're going to want to live in. And here we are 22, 23 years later, and the game is still going strong and it still has more than enough people to sustain um, ongoing development. And I think that that's a pretty cool thing, regardless of the state of the game. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've said for ages, I felt like, you know, that I, I just can't say this enough. Like, Proof of con like proof of engine concept lumberyard. Clearly check that box. Well, what they choose to do moving forward is another question. And I, I agree with Nathan too. I do think that I've seen I mean, there's too much attention and 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 really they they get out and they do respond to things relatively fast. I mean, they're they really don't just let it sit there and leave you going. You gonna say anything about this? You gonna smoke and mirrors it? Like there's other AAA studios that do it. Talked about one earlier that I believe has been doing it for a while. So I got to give them credit for that. You know, I do want to share a thought, though, as I was talking about, you know, missed opportunities is something I've, I've actually thought of this week. You know, I was looking at when I looked at Oath, for example, I looked at that and I saw 60, whatever the hell thousand it was. I forget the number exactly. But it, was, it was around DreamWorld's number, right? If the me now could go back to the me then it would have been like let me teach you some things you've learned since then sam because i've learned a lot of things about game development and that you know this this whole space that we talk out of right like i've learned a lot more than i knew back then that i have that wisdom now and i had to go back and go the me then that was like hey i'll get in on this i'd have been like if you took me back now and i'd be like no i wouldn't not making a damn mmorpg with sixty thousand dollars that you're talking about that never would have worked you know, and I think of all the people that don't they don't have that wisdom. They don't have the experience to recognize some of those flags and stuff. And, you know, thinking about like a missed opportunity for me to sort of call that out early on. I was also as I was looking over, you know, we think about games that are sort of like doing right by the community. The thing I've I've learned in the past week about Pantheon Rise of the Fallen is that we, you know, Brad McQuaid passed and everything I've gone. I've seen 
you know, if it's the people that are in that community that have been linking me, like things he posted, stuff like that. And I went and I looked at things and I saw these like posts about his passing. And I'm like, damn, you know, I would have loved to pick that guy's brain on MMORPG development. I really would have. Like, that would have been a great Q&A. And I actually feel a little bad. I'm like, damn, that was a missed opportunity, man. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, I'll tell you the most amazing thing to me is like uh, around 2000, he was yeah. named the MMO God because of EverQuest and, yeah. you know, uh, all these things. And he really did like just go from just some dude, you know, typing some code and making some some games with a duo, you know, him and a friend to like pretty major limelight with EverQuest and really set the standard for what MMOs would be. Um so he kind of got fame kind of quick out of nowhere. I don't think they actually expected it to be as good as it was. Or actually, they straight up said they didn't. Um, and 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 I will say this. He went on and tried to do his own thing with Vanguard, had some great ideas. Um, he realized he was a really good visionary, was kind of a shitty manager. Um, hey, but skills. he has this, most people can never learn that lesson right but he did he, he with vanguard he's like you know what if we'd have been managed better that would have been a really good product this time i'm gonna hire people to manage me right like that's pretty freaking that's a good that's a do good have, self yeah i do have to say this though that didn't happen until after the initial the kickstarter True, yeah. yeah because i was part of the initial team that i left with tony and all those guys after brad took money for medical bills um and and that's a stain that a lot of people don't like people bringing up and the only reason i bring it up is for context because one of these days i'll when we're off the air i'll show you guys i'll log you into my account on the pantheon forums and i can show you the messages from that i have talking with brad about things because he was extremely regretful and rightfully so after that went down. And he was like, God damn it. I fucked up again. Hey. Like I got to hire other people. Cause that was when he made the decision to hire other people to run Pantheon. Cause he did it with Vanguard and then he repeated the same thing and he, he made another big boo boo. And then he went, Oh my God, I'm repeating this. But he this fucking owned it though. Again. And he oh he did own it. That's what I'm saying. That's important. Out, he, yeah. He came out and said, I'm gonna hire other people, I'm gonna step back, and I'm not gonna be the I'm just gonna be the the creative guy. I'm not gonna no, I can't do it anymore. Like I keep screwing it up. And then he made the rounds and important. He, yeah, he made the rounds and 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 you know, at least made an effort to make things right with people like me and 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 uh, you know, Tony and all those guys. Um and that says a lot about a Does. person. Yeah. Because there is a certain point when it's like, all right, fool me once, shame on you. Sure. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time, well, I'm just fucking stupid. So it's like, <laughs> at least he didn't go for round three. You know, he, he yeah. did guard. He started to screw it up at the beginning of Pantheon. And then he went, oh, crap, I'm repeating. Yeah. I can't do that. That's a rabbit hole I just can't afford to go down. Quick, help people. Let's figure this out. And he took ownership of it, which kudos to him. Right. Because, again brilliant designer and and developer but obviously plagued with personal issues that this goes yeah. back to so many artists absolutely oh yeah singers, songwriters yeah. actors oh yeah Robert Downey jr is a classic case of a guy who in the earlier parts of his career was so fucked up went to jail so many times like almost almost went to jail for life you know yeah heroin coke drugs everything booze and then 
got it out of his system and got the right mentorship and was able to overcome that and go on to have this amazing career since Iron Man that has since transformed his life. But if you look at the early Robert Downey Jr., man, he did some messed up stuff and hurt a lot of people. And Hollywood yeah, completely blacklisted on him for a long time because of the things he had done. And that's, that's just a case of case in example. Nick, Nick Cage is another case where a brilliant guy and you like every month he's like getting kicked out of a restaurant because he's had like, you know, 50 gin and tonics and he's just wasted and, right. and, and personal great artist, but personal issues that just unfortunately um, plague them. It's, it's sad. Yeah. You know, Sorry, it's a, that was a side rant. Yeah. Total side rant. But I mean, the, you know, the, the thing is, is like, you know, hearing that it's just like, dude, if only more fucking game developers, people that lead games just would do that, you know, instead of just like the smoke and mirrors bullshit, they just like would own it and be like, oh shit, you know what? Okay, cool. Here's what we need to do. Fix the problem, move forward, be better, learn, make, make progress. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's cool to see how many people in that community though, uh, you know, cause I've seen some people that have had like comments around, you know, because, you know, pros and cons, like what are some of the pros of the game? What are some of the cons of the game? And I've seen some cons that I feel like are a little, I feel like they're a little maybe biased and like a little, maybe a little, a little bit haterish. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of coming from a place of anger versus like a little bit of objectivity. And so like, to, from my perspective, the evidence clearly shows that, uh, that it seems to me that the, the developers that are there right now are really trying to ensure that they can deliver upon this vision that was Pantheon without the person who, you know, was like the spark of that vision being there and still doing it in a way that's kind of doing right by people. They're pretty consistent. It, it seems pretty, pretty solid. Uh, I am curious though about like, it seems to me like what they're positioning themselves for is a big investor, right? That's going to also, you know, be yeah, respectful so it's an of, interest. It's yeah. an interesting situation. They've already yeah. been approached by big investors. However, the big investors wanted to change the, right. the, the core tenets of the game. So they've turned who knows how many away. Um, yeah. And as far as we know, uh, they haven't found the right publisher. And so it's one of those situations where it's like they don't have to have one. They they can peter along and eventually get this game out. However, the sooner they find the right publisher that doesn't screw up their uh, tenants of the game, the faster they get the funding needed to actually get the game out, you know, in a timely way that really honestly needs to do, right? Like, so kind of one of those finger crossed, hopefully somebody, you know, with deep enough, I don't think, you know, it's it's got decent funding, so deep enough pockets to speed it up, uh, but also not greedy enough or believes in the vision enough to uh, not want to screw up what they do. The good news is, is we know that they're steadfast on it because they turned away big money, uh, right. big money. So um, yeah, kudos to them. I got. I don't know if I can do that. that. I, I got to be honest. I yeah. got to be dead honest here. If I was making an MMO, and I'm at the point where I'm like, I need a publisher. I need a publisher. And you've got fans. You know how it is. They're they're hounding you like yeah. when's alpha, when's beta, when's launch. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. And then somebody comes to me with a bunch of money. They're like, hey, the only thing we're going to change is this one little thing, and it'll be cosmetic only. And uh, 
I can't say that I would have the strength. I don't think I would to be like, sorry, but you're just not a fit for us then. I pretty dang right. sure I would be like, eh, it's a minute thing. The game will still be good. Uh, sign, where do I sign? You know, yeah. like, maybe made. I'm pretty dang sure I would. So that's the thing about Pantheon that both I respect and scares me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there, is, there is such a thing as sticking too hard to your guns and 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 not being willing to accept outside criticism or any sort yeah. of outside point of view because it's like no this is the vision we have to do sure. the vision absolutely yeah and it's a blessing and a curse so yeah sure, sure sure so here's a question i've got for you and and anybody i know there's some pantheon fans in chat that might check this out and you know nathan's invested i've been doing my my research renfell has some experience Here's a question, right? And I'm curious where people would be on this. So if you know about Pantheon, right? Because I, I think it would be freaking awesome to be able to stick to your vision, to really adhere to it, to stay the course and everything, and find an investor that's going to allow that freedom and flexibility. That yeah. also means they have to believe in it as well. So then the question is, is like, what would be the dream mashup? Do we even have any ideas? Like what would be in a you world? Know what I think. Who do you think? You know what I think. At this point in time, I wouldn't have said this probably a year ago. I think Microsoft would fucking do it, to be honest with you. Um, the way they've been buying things up left and right, they, they, they're they not a bad partner to consider because they are very hands-off. Look at yeah. Obsidian. Look at Obsidian. They have been hands-off in exile, hands-off. Like They have not messed with those companies at all. They just bought them and said, we just want to cut the profits. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Like, That's a good point, though. I think Obsidian's a really good example, actually, with Microsoft. Because, yeah, they seem, they're like, yo, sounds good, sold us, you do your thing. That would be sick. I actually kind of want to piggyback. I think uh, I think that's the best one I could come up with, too. Yeah, I, I think that, and I want to I want to touch on shit. this in chat, too. Somebody said they're not a big fan of the art. Agreed. We can't see that. We can't see the art yet, unless you're talking about concept art, right? Um, because right. all the places mm -hmm. they've made so far match the concept art perfectly, right? So if you look at their concept art for characters, you kind of have to use your imagination because they've just got for now some models that aren't completely done, and they just converted them to the new engine, and they showed some screenshots, and it looked crazy different. It looked way better. But once again, we really, I mean, we're not even in alpha yet. Go back and look at World of Warcraft in alpha. That's not what the game ended up looking like at all, right? So it's it's difficult to know. But what I can tell you this is if you don't like the American Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, uh, Baldur's Gate, uh, you know, those EverQuest. I know that's old and it's hard to say that. Yeah. But if you don't like that style... You probably won't like Pantheon's art style either, because that is definitely where it's going to be at. It's going to be in that direction. It's not going to be. This reminds me, growing up in construction and doing it for many years, one of the worst projects to ever work on was a rem or a, a a home remodel project where the homeowner would be home while you were working, because invariably <laughs> you're going to get some homeowner doesn't matter man woman who's going to sit there and go, well I've watched. Bob, whatever his name is on this 
this old house on PBS, and he does it this way. And it's like, great, oh my God. ask 100 carpenters, and they're going to give you 100 different ways to do things. Right. And they'll stand over your shoulder <laughs> as you're ripping out the carpet, as you're ripping off the baseboards, and they're trying to tell – or the worst is like you've ripped everything out, and you're just – you're starting to do layout, and maybe you've put down – you know, I was – ceramic tile natural stone contractor so you're in the bathroom and you're installing the backsplash and they come in and they start wanting to you know well I, that doesn't look the way i envisioned and this is and it's like piss off we haven't even gotten like you can't look at something it's like looking at the foundation of a house and saying you don't like the way the house looks it's like we haven't even gotten to the exterior structure yet let alone built yeah. the skeleton or any of the framing or the coloring or the windows yeah. and the doors and the trim and all the things that are going to tie this whole project together you cannot look at an alpha or pre-alpha product and make a judgment call right as to whether or not the art style is good enough because it uh cory Balder is his name, the lead guy in God of War, has a great blog post he put out a couple of years ago all about how you can't judge a game based on its looks until it's out and published because 98% of the optimization happens within the last 2% of the game's development. Yeah. So it's like you'll develop 98% of the game and then in that last 2%, everything changes. Like all the colors, all the lighting, all the shaders, all the everything, animations, new character models, new skins, new textures, new everything, then you can make a qualified judgment call. Yeah, because at this point, they want it as simple as possible, right? Uh, they yeah. want all the art to be simple because that's not what they're testing right now, right? They're testing features, uh, implementations, um, class abilities, uh, stat blocks, you know, all these kind of things. Uh for now, they don't care about the art so much, right? Like we are starting to get to a point where we're getting a glimmer of what it might look like when once it's converted to HDRP, which will be, I would assume, in the next month or so. Um, but until then, we just really don't know. Like, I, for all I know, I don't like the art of Pantheon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I True. just don't know. Uh, it's, it's a complete question mark. Oof. I, I gotta say, man, is anybody else kind of feeling like Unreal Engine? You know, Unreal Engine is going to five. Anybody else kind of feeling like Unity's probably going to have that same thing happen in the near future with well, the way Unity, they've been moving? Unity doesn't make those kinds of transitions, though. Oh. Unity Unity works in a very much, at least up until this point, Unity has always been a very slow transitional thing where they do very small incremental changes over sure. time. Yeah. Whereas Unreal goes from... Yeah, engine, engine. they go from version to version. Now, theoretically and technically, Unity does the same thing. Unity has right. versions, but, but chunks at a time, right? As, yeah, it's but not nearly as yeah. It's like yeah. comparing. It's like comparing Windows would be Unreal versus Mac OS would be <laughs> Unity. Where Mac OS has incremental I, upgrades. Yeah, that's that's probably a fair. That's fun assessment. Um, yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. Close enough for government work. <laughs> I will also say that um, I started C sharp or C plus plus coding um, the other oh, yeah. day. Oh, nice. nice. Um, it's just it's mm. such a cool engine. It's getting better. Yeah. And and I've got free time, so I was like, you know what? Yeah. I've been a writer for twenty plus years. Yes. And I always do that um, to make a living, but it's like I, I want to. My brother and I have some really cool things that we want to do, and it's like. Relying on an outside programmer is not a bad thing, 
Right. We've got some people we've talked to and, and then everything else. But the power of what we see the Unreal Engine being capable of has, has given us these visions of grandeur of being like, what if we could do this? And what if we could do this? And it's like, well, if we're the ones who have the free time to work on it, then we just need to do that and, and make it so. Well, dude, um, dude, I've totally got a bunch of UE4 um, like actual coursework, like written right up like like book style coursework. I have to I need to send that to you. Just, you can. Have it and use it, man, because I don't ever have time to get into Unreal Engine 5 and do anything, or 4 for that matter, same thing. Either way, Unreal Engine, I'm just going to say Unreal Engine because a lot of 4 is translatable to to 5 anyway. But Yeah, and I'd like to say this real quick. I'm going to make a prediction before something happens. Oh, gosh. We're on the time frame. We're on the time frame within – if it doesn't happen this year, it will definitely happen next year, okay? Okay. It's that sweet spot where Square Enix is about to release a new MMO. Right? Oh, it, it might not be Final Fantasy because that one's still doing so good, or they don't care. It might be another Final Fantasy Online. <laughs> Eleven was doing pretty hot when they decided yeah, to do fourteen. True, but there is—I'm telling you—Square Enix, and I think they'll use Unreal Engine Five. That wouldn't have made sense years ago, but Square Enix has been using a lot of the Unreal Engine lately, and um, uh, they have their own engines and they do this and that. But I think it will be Unreal, Unreal Engine oh. Five. Now, it's going to be a theme parky, most likely, because obviously Success of 14, they're probably going to go in that direction. Oh, shit. I'm telling you, Dude. it'll be a little teaser or something. But in the next, this year or next year, we're going to see a Square Enix MMO announced in some capacity. Oh, my God, dude. 15 is, oh. is coming, but I don't know when. I, I would be stoked <laughs> to see. I would be stoked to see a Final Fantasy MMORPG that kind of maybe gets away from a little bit of the more traditional it would be specifically tab target to get a little bit more into the action based uh oh action based okay maybe maybe a little more action based not saying a hundred percent but just i mean like the elder scrolls online kind of domain to where you kind of got like a mix of both like kind of in there that would be cool knowing how they test things and then try to implement them further um if they did it yeah. I think they would try to be as close to Final Fantasy VII Remake as oh, possible. Oh, God bless. Could you imagine playing an MMORPG like that? Jeez, I dude. Hit, I don't think they could hit that, but it would be it would, it would would feel like that or something. We're in mode, everybody. It's engaged, by the way. Please continue, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I think they would. The reason I say that is that's what they do. If you pay attention to ever since Final Fantasy I all the way through, that's what they do. They'll test it, and they'll be like, well, that works. Now let's use that. People liked that. So let's take that and apply it here. Um, so I, I and and look at Palm Fantasy 15, right? What are they doing? They're doing a sevens type combat, right? Or what, what's the other one called? Um, the one they're on PS5 with the lady, like a witch lady. Oh, I can't um, remember. Whatever uh, that one's been evil. Is it... No, 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 no. Uh... Um, like, this woman who uh, I think is from our time and she gets sucked into another portal and she's in this medieval type. It looks oh, damn it. I need to look. Oh, the new PS5 game that's coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever that's called. I don't know the name, I, man. No, I know what me. you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it either, but I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh. So now that kind of combat. So they found a sweet spot and they're going to mm-hmm. dig deep. And I know, I just know their time frame. Um, they're, they're, they don't wait until an MMO is dying no. before they start. No, nah, they ease in. They ease into the yeah. next one as the other ones on its. Well, I mean, I'd say on its ending, but not really. Just towards where the, 
the kind of at its peak, probably. Probably, right now. yeah, I would say, yeah. Ooh, I mean, it's kind of dude. Final Fantasy VII remake, the way that game plays, feels so good. It does, yeah. dude. It does. I can't stand playing console games most of the time, but that's one I would lose days into if I didn't do anything else. Yeah, felt I good. I called in sick to play that game too <laughs> really? I haven't done that in years, but yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm sick. Nobody Why knows. Not? <sighs> you know, we, we talked a little bit about card games, right? And tabletop kind of elements, right? With D D, with like Gwent and like what Delta Scrolls and Lions playing on doing with their their card game in the game and everything. Yo, we got that article right about RuneScape. That I think maybe, right? They're branching into the tabletop realm. Yeah. Tabletop realm is getting more and more attention these days. It deserves to. It it does deserve it, man. It's getting more and more popular. I see more people talking about D&D than I've probably ever seen. Compared to like five years ago. Oh, yeah. It's uh, COVID really 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 boosted uh uh tabletop i think right people which is weird because for me it was like well that makes tabletop harder to do but i think a lot of people realize the uh possibilities of fantasy grounds or uh, roll 20 or etc 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 and um you know it's a it's less it's less um intimidating to play on this play and i didn't know that until we started playing on fantasy grounds I thought it'd be more complicated, right? Pretty straightforward, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. Once it's less you, intimidating. Yeah. Once you get past the learning curve, it's it's a fairly automated program. Yeah. Um, um and it differs by person. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, as the technology gets better, we'll just see virtual tabletop programs get easier to use. Yeah. Um, which is only a good thing for the industry. There's also Nathan's a, doing uh, Telspire, right? Or with what you see with like the Baldur's Gate. I mean, it's just all. I got to say something about Telspire, man. Um, if they um, don't get a deal with Wizards of the Coast, they're in trouble, dude. I mean, it's just like, dude. Really? Yeah, because like if you want to roll, if you want to make a game on there, and I wouldn't have said this before, but now that I've played Fantasy Grounds and I realize the ease of access and how it does certain things for you you don't have to know all this crazy stuff playing on on telspire without wizards of the coast giving it the what they call the srd or whatever it's called the the basic manual Mm. players manual built baked into telspire is going to be a problem man because the whole point is that you can play online and if you're playing online, you're the DM. Either you're going to have to have a wall filled with sticky notes, right, of like <laughs> stat blocks and stuff, or um, you're going to have to play old school, which means you're going to have the books open, right, and and flipping through and have tabs and so you can refer back to this page and that page, which is fine, except for you also have to control the game. So now it's a, now it's like, yeah, it's not you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. It's too much. Or play com- a completely modded simpler version that you create yourself uh it's just too much man they're gonna have to get that deal or they're not gonna make it because there really? are new things coming out like uh, uh uh hang on i've got it right here uh adventure roll for example yes. it's gonna eat their lunch because this actually looks like a modern game 
where you can, you know, put an orc in the game. It looks like an orc. It doesn't look like a, even a figure or a figurine or a mini. It actually looks like an orc, and he has full animation. And they're going to eat their lunch, man. Uh, and and I know there's other developers going to come after it as well. What's so, the game called? Adventure Roll? Adventure Roll. It's already out, but it's in, like, oh. early access or beta or something. I'm going to drop a link here in um, – Okay. This is an article over at Polygon, which I read last night or this morning. Okay. So this is about um, the platform itself. This this is this goes hand in hand with the conversation about how tabletop is on the rise right now. So GameFound is a crowdfunding platform that is specifically dedicated to tabletop. Now, in terms of sheer numbers, not as big as Kickstarter. What's very interesting is that they've had a slew of multi-million dollar tabletop projects funded through their platform, and it's only in its beta. Um, what the hell? Um, they raised sixty-four wow. million, sixty-four million dollars, I think, this past year, and it's only in beta. Now, there's a caveat to this because right now they're only a platform that is targeting existing sort of mid to larger tabletop publishers who can take something to Kickstarter and have a $1.5 to $3 million project because they have enough of a built-in audience. And they specifically say in the bottom part of that article that even though they're getting ready to exit beta, it's not going to be for your mom-and-pop two-man development teams or your little micro teams. It's, it's designed Ooh. to support these mid-level um, producers of tabletop games who can bring 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 backers to the table. But what's very interesting about this is the growth that this company saw last year specifically and only around tabletop games. That's oh that's why God. that article was something that popped into my feed the other day because I was reading about it. And they're like, well, this sounds cool. And then I got down to the bottom and they were like, well, we're really only targeting mid to – they're really yeah. only targeting heavy hitters. Taking a point. small percentage too. And I see that there's a Skyrim board game being launched there. That someone's going to create by yes. by uh, Modifius Entertainment. It looks yes. like they they partnered with Bethesda to make a Skyrim board game. So that's you what know, I said. these are what? these are not small no. companies. But if you're going to make a freaking but but if you're going to make an Elder Scrolls <laughs> tabletop game, why would you make one specifically on Skyrim? Why would yeah. you make an Elder Scrolls tabletop? That's really weird to me. It is a little, I guess. It would be better to I mean, branch I, out. I, I'm a fan of Skyrim. I really am. I like it. But I'm also smart enough to know that Skyrim <laughs> is a dumbed-down version of an Elder Scrolls game. It is. Yeah. It's a simpler magic. Uh, what is it? What's yeah. the thing? Magic. Um, Stamina brain. and health, right? It's not nearly yeah. as complex as Morrowind. Yes. I got I to gotta pause for a minute because this this this, yes. this peaks me out. The graphics on Morrowind are obviously out of date by this point. Sure. However, from a gameplay perspective, I still find Morrowind to be one of the most in-depth and coolest it's RPGs amazing. I have ever played because it's skill-based and you can literally just do whatever you want and you become good at that stuff, which is how it should be. Mm. Um, and and no game since has ever done it that well, I think, um, even though it hasn't aged that well graphic-wise. Um, there's some modders have done some pretty impressive work with. Yeah, them. there's there's some interesting things that are coming up about that, but the the tabletop thing. I say this also because we're developing a tabletop. Um, I feel like tabletop has also been sort of a 
lifesaver in the sense that it's given a lot of people and I know that you this might cringe you a little bit, Simmer, because uh-huh. I know that they kind of said this with the oh, with the, the ESO trailer today. Oh, you know, God, he's about to say it. During the pandemic. <laughs> but I, I do I would like to think that 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 not saying a game in general, but tabletop as a whole has provided a lot of people with that social interaction in virtual space, which has been very healthy in terms of mental health during the times that we've been living through the past couple of years. It's okay. Because... It hits different, Renfell. I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm just trying to say it in a way that, that doesn't come off as cringy. Like the, <laughs> now you're the good. It, it hits totally different this way. We're good. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, tabletop is, is always been a cool thing to bring people together, but I also <gasps> think that it's, it's just, the virtual thing being remote has just enhanced it and made it more accessible to more people now, which is only a good thing for the genre until we get to the point where it starts getting watered down with yeah. too wayward. much shit, which it will inevitably mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. wayward realms, right? That it feels like that game is aiming. I feel like I'm getting ahead of my own content here, but fine. It's fine. I'm just going to say it. It seems like to me, it's aiming to pick up where, Daggerfall, like the vision of the Elder Scrolls games was was going, is what it feels like that's aiming to do. But they're using tag words. I'll I'll leave the rest of that for the next two days because it's. I think I'm pretty sure that's in my inbox right now to post. So, yep. I don't. No I, different one. I've, Apologies. Where have I heard of Wayward Realms? Because I feel like Julian Lefay, which is the story, he's the mind behind the Elder Scrolls. Uh-huh. Is part so it's basically people that were part of the earlier Elder Scrolls days trying to. Oh, d- I do remember. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. seeing this a few months back. Okay, I know. I know why this looks familiar to me now. Oh gosh, it's tough. Head desk. <laughs> This this site looks pretty interesting, man. This uh this game found. So yeah, it's not it's it's just kind of rolling out of beta and 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 it's solely focused on tabletop. tabletop. Yeah. That's it. They're looking to be the Kickstarter of tabletop games. They might move into being the new Kickstarter with the way Kickstarter is currently going, though, yeah, if they're not careful. Man, yeah. Maybe right. Right. Well, the whole press release, the the <laughs> that article in particular is focused on the fact that they've said no to blockchain. That's but if you dig through the article, it's really about how amazing they are as a tabletop platform for crowdfunding. Oh, I don't know if you guys seen this or not, but uh YouTube is gonna be looking into the NFT market as well. Oh no. It's what they said in their no, 2022 oh, year, no. year, and year, and you know what we're looking forward to. I could see them doing that with creators, though, 100. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're not going to pay anymore. Just uh, we'll give you an NFT. Oh no, dude. <laughs> well, that's when you go. Jokes on you, homie. You don't pay a shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ad revenue isn't as good as people think. Sponsorships are where it's at. Unless your ad revenues from your videos that get millions of views, then it's a different story. Yeah, and you need to have you need to have wow. multiples too. Like Consistently. To, right, right. Right. Or it's or else it's still not crap. I don't know about I'm not making dick jokes. I don't understand what the reference is in chat. I don't know what's happening. It's uh misconstrued or misrepresentation of whatever I was saying, I'm pretty sure. But that's pretty cool though, man. The game found uh 
We we do. I feel like we need a different platform. And I've I've seen some of the ones that um some of the like I know Scribbles has linked some to us previously. There's been some of these, but they just don't they don't feel like they got that oomph to it to yeah. really be like you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. My vague statement. You get it? Resonates? Cool. I'm yeah. a little disappointed after my big reveal last week though. Why? I mean, I know, you know, I don't poop very often, but like, just thought, you know, I just thought my first NFT release would be a bigger deal than it was, you know? And congratulations, everybody. That's how we get back to talking about Nathan's poop for two episodes in a row. That's it. If we're going to talk about NFTs, I'm going to talk about my poop. I think it's one in one. I think it's well, one in the same. Mode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, honestly, the NFT thing, I just, I can't. It just, it doesn't, I just don't, I don't, you know what I mean? It's kind of like considering Twitter is like a real place when I don't, right? This room I am in is it's not a real place. It's a social media platform. It's digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a digital space. It's a, oh, it's part of the meta. It's the metaverse, right? I just, that's it. I just can't get my my stupid little monkey brain around the fact that it's, you know, I got to think bigger. I got to think Ready Player One. That's my problem. That's my limitation. Monkey brain can't do Ready Player One, right? The connection just isn't there. I'm just not evolved enough. That's clearly it. I'm not even but. real. I'm artificially created uh, and... Um, <laughs> I'm asking for a code re. Really I'm asking to be refactored. I really need to be refactored, but the developers won't hop on it. Uh, so it is what it is. Sorry, guys. What you got Hol- until they decide to. Holy shit. Real talk. Have you seen some of the robot things lately that have been out there? It's a little creepy, man. Have you seen that deployed. shit? Holy fuck. Deployed. Oh, my God, uh, dude. How come, though? I got to say something real quick. I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to say. How come they that when China sent out the the robots, they were like first robots deployed? What about those drones we were killing people with not too long ago? Yeah, I mean, America was straight up sending drones out. I'm just saying, it's a good point. I can't argue it. Food people. for thought, you know. They were, they were killing people. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. This is this is this feels like an appropriate discussion for a show that once existed that I used to run <laughs> called Rhetoric. Right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Move but on, it's then. cool because that show is gone now, and instead you get this geeky one, which is really nerdy. But it's a good point, though. I, real talk, though, I feel like we're like really. I feel like we're a lot closer to robots being real than people realize. Hey, seriously, just a good question. If robots were were the war machine and instead of being a soldier you played a video game except for the video game was real right so you're controlling a robot on your screen i see what you're doing yeah like call of duty except this movie not this is real (laughs) right call of movie is (laughs) (laughs) would you guys What what do you guys think would happen? Do you think a bunch of like twelve and thirteen year olds would be like the super soldiers or what? Wait. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> twelve? Are you talking about? They started five popping heads. Yeah, Come recruitment on. would drop from eighteen down to like Jeez. six real quick. 
There's like four-year-olds that play like Fortnite. A, Come on. It'd be like in a foreign land. <laughs> and, you know, they wouldn't possibly know English, but there'd be some high-pitched voice call, saying something about their mama. Squeaker <laughs> <laughs> on the comms. Like, uh, I can't even imitate that, man, you know? Oh, yeah. They can make cash shops. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. They just totally fund the whole military. Oh, man. True story, though. You people, I'm just saying, if, if you haven't, I, I linked it in Discord, in our Discord once, but I saw this and saw the expression on on this face i was like what the fuck it was like it was literally like the ai it was the computer program that was actually responding and everything and i was like that feels a little too real not gonna lie that shit right there that's why i don't leave my house yeah that's scary because shit like that is real just kidding it's not actually i don't leave my house it's the pandemic friends but <laughs> <laughs> A DBA. It's a it's an interesting discussion. Next show, robots among us, or are they? Mm, they live. <laughs> they live. Oh, that movie. I need to watch that again. That was such a good movie. Show, we all need to show up with our Seriously. sunglasses next week <laughs> and see the truth. <laughs> we all saw the Matrix. You just got to EMP them. Success. Fair. Okay. What about you know what would happen though? Hollow Planet. Oh, here Hollow we planet. go. Eventually, the governments would begin to, like, be closed off societies, right? And the reason they would do that is people would just think they're playing a video game, but it would be real, but they wouldn't even know it was real, right? They would just think they'd people in real life, and they would think (laughs) that it was just a game. Right? Little, like, dudes rolling around as robot playing his game, right? Like, look at these idiots watching TV in their house. Shoots, boom, dead. Kills himself. And a game. <laughs> Interesting. And in real life. Yeah, he hasn't seen himself in so long in the mirror. He doesn't even recognize himself. <laughs> Look at that little buddy rabbit avatar watching a, playing a video game in the comfort of his own home. <laughs> the end of Ender's game. There you go. That's, that was the point of cash shops, it turns out. They were getting us used to spending oh, money on God. virtual items. So oh. We would get used to buying ships in video games oh. so they could sell us real ships that we think is a video game so they can make us fight their wars and we don't even know we're fighting real war. Bam. Dude. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like, you know, out there, but this could happen. Somebody call Alex Jones. We have figured it out. (laughs) We're, we're literally in an age where this is actually a possibility though. Think about it. It's possible. It could be done. It could be done. It's a scary thought. And that definitely ruins me sleeping well tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> on that on that note, I'm seeing we're getting there. But wow, what a good show. We we managed to hit the two hour mark. Really didn't expect to, but geez, gentlemen. You know we're pushing 70 episodes soon, right? Isn't that crazy? What? Wow. I know, right? 68, I think, next week, if I'm not mistaken. For all the people that are interested in the Ashes talk, Ashes is having a live stream coming up. When's, I don't know when the next Pantheon was. It's it's linked somewhere. I know, but I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna tune into that one and try to chime in because there's only a couple games that I like even think MMO wise are, are kind of getting there. So yeah, I, th- I think the Pantheon one I could be wrong, but I think it, it's not this coming third. It's not next Thursday. It's the Thursday after. I'm pretty sure. Like early February sometime, right? Yeah, yeah. second week of February, I think. But I, I have a feeling we're going to get some hype talk for uh, 
for the Asha stuff coming up. I'm pretty excited, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they, they had a few things on the agenda coming up and uh, they were teasing some things in their discord recently. Um, and so I'm actually pretty, pretty curious. And uh, they talked about the character creator. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but they talked about the character creator that they were going to basically have it in the next, uh, this was last live stream in December. They were talking about it coming out like, in the next few months or something, I think they said it was kind of like the loose window. And they basically are planning on getting some community members to like check out how how much they can do and challenge them to basically go, here's a real life example, see if you can make it in game, sort of thing. So nice. that'd be that's pretty cool. So I'm like pretty excited about it. But with that being said, that's the end of the LFM podcast for this week, friends. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Renfell and Nathan shout out their domains where you can find them when they're not on this show. Uh, Renfell. Personal place is going to be uh, youtube.com forward slash Renfell. I think I just crossed 700. Uh, so I'm on my way to 1,000. And uh, if you want to know all the Weave and Void stuff, which is this behind me, uh, patreon.com forward slash wandering permits. And of course, don't forget you can join us live on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Central, as we continue with these guys, Bounty Code, Sparrow, and Chat, my brother and my wife, as we march our way through the Lost Mine of Fandelver every Sunday at 9. Yeah. And Nathan. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at the Nathan Napalm or on Twitter the Nathan Napalm, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you might want to tune in because later on uh, over the weekend I'm going to be peeling off my skin and showing my reptilian self live. All right, you know you can't, you know you got to be honest, so you have to deliver upon that now. So everybody, make sure you go tune in, and watch the reptilian self that is Nathan reveal himself to the world. Uh, mean, skin, baby. Meanwhile, <laughs> I will look exactly the same next time. But if you catch me on Sunday, my true light bringer will be showing through uh, the windows of the soul. Mm. But friends, this was a great show as always. Looking forward to catching up with you all next time. In the meantime, remember, what's the remember? I need to get a catchphrase. I'm going to look for a good catchphrase <laughs> for a signing off. Because like as you two were talking about it, I just want to be like, and this is some more. Please remember too. And I feel like I need something there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Lexer used to have Paladin's blah 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 or whatever, and now I can be like Paladin's fucking rule. No, you used to have one, you just don't do it anymore. What was it? It was and don't forget, we're always looking for more. Click. Oh, yeah, that oh. was gonna be and it might be the end of today's show, but remember we're always looking for more to join the show, rants of plenty until next week. Live your best lives, walk in the hey. light, and have a great night, friends. And we'll see uh, you next time. <laughs> Paladins do rule. All right, bye.